This is Talk Me Some Art and Other Stories.
25 years. Welcome to the 25 mark, the 25th anniversary of Mr. Jerome Garcia's death, Jerry, as we knew him, Jer Bear, Captain Trips, the big fat man on stage, fat meant affectionately, of course, and... I hope you like that little montage, a little bit of a sampling, and um, have to realize this man, uh, in his 30-year span in rock, of course, he had a few years before in bluegrass and folk, but when he hit full stride in 65, when they formed the Grateful Dead, they never looked back. Uh, One of the greatest live bands ever to hit the stage. Um, Jerry did work with the likes of Bob Dylan. He worked with Wynton Marsalis. He worked with uh, many, many great artists. Uh, And, of course, his own Jerry Garcia band. Um, They did the tallies. It took a team of Univac computers in a room, a big room, the size of the size of uh, houses, and uh, they came up with the figure. Um, I meant that euphemistically, uh, just calculations, uh, just through time. He charted 15,000 hours of music to the public for the public dissemination, the public enjoyment, the public, the public's, the people's enthrallment with his music his brand of music, rock, blended rock, folk, bluegrass, as I mentioned earlier, jazz, uh, maybe even some classical elements, some of the masterpieces like Terrapin Station, some of the vocal masterpieces like Un- uh, Uncle John's Band, his work with Dave Grisman, uh, the great mandolin player, and uh, his work with on the Shady Grove album, uh, been all been around this world. Uh, is another album that I was one of my all time favorites. My experience with the Grateful Dead, very brief in the timeline. Uh, the timeline from 1965 to 1995. 
until it's Jerry's death today. Today's the date. My brief history started in 2018. In fact, towards the end of the year, I happened upon them when I wanted to do a search. I was curious one day. Curious about this band that I had heard a little bit about. Not a lot. I knew about them when as a kid we'd listen to Truckin', Casey Jones, all the ones that made it up to the top of the broth for the radio play of FM radio back then. Um, you know, uh, Casey Jones uh, and others. And, of course, Touch of Grey, their hit in the late 80s uh, that made it into the top 10. I think it was their only top 10 song. I might be wrong about that. They'd go on to do 2,500, 2,300 performances uh, in front of arenas. The Grateful Dead crowd was a very, very willing crowd to listen to them and dance to their music. Very danceable music, by the way. Some of the most danceable music you could find this side of a square dance. Um, they, uh, they racked it up. They racked it up on the stage. Um, they didn't need a big fancy light show. They did have lights, but it was just enough to see Jerry and his gang of troubadours. And when I say troubadours, I mean it in the classic sense. We have Bob Weir on rhythm guitar, Phil Lesh on bass. We've got Bill Kreutzmann on drums, Mickey Hart on percussion. And uh, the three main keyboardists for the group, there were more. Bruce Hornsby comes to mind in the 90s, but he's was not a formal part of the Brent band. Vince Welnick also was not a former formal uh, part of the band. But uh, the ones that were considered band uh, went through time. So the first being Pigpen McKiernan. He went by that name. Great blues player, added a lot of texture and grit to the band that it was needed at the time. And he was in the early 70s, late 60s, early 70s, one of the founding members. And then we, uh, after him came uh, Keith Godchalk, or Godshaw, and he, uh, along with his wife Donna, uh, we're in addition to the band in the uh, early, uh, I'm going to say 73, uh, to late 70s, 78, I believe, or 79. And then in 1980 came Brent Midland, and he was with the band until he died of an overdose in 1990. Um, I was not... Uh, uh, Jerry was not on my radar in 1995 when he passed away. Um, but my friend Joyce was in her car and she told me the other day when I spoke with her on the phone that, uh, she was, she had to pull over. And so more gas was wasted in idle cars pulled over sides of roads when, uh, they were listening to the news reports coming over their car radios that Jerry had died, um, on that God awful day, but it didn't, it wasn't on my radar at the time. Uh, it would be now. I would be one of those if I was in my car driving. 
uh, mourning the death of the great man, uh, one of the greatest musicians ever to walk the planet, up there with Louis Armstrong, Mozart, John Coltrane, um, and, uh, you know, some of the great, he was a great collaborator, worked with Robert Hunter to come up with some great, great music. Uh, he did the music and Robert Hunter did the lyrics. He also worked with other musicians, uh, collaborators. Um, but uh, Robert Hunter being the most significant in the bunch. But uh, Jerry also worked with Merle Saunders and his courses his great bandmates on the Jerry Garcia band that ran from 73 to 78, um, played many, many of an arena, including Providence, Rhode Island, where I'm from. I'm from Pawtucket, but I was born in Providence. The cities are just basically almost sister cities. They're just only six miles apart from each other and pretty interchangeable in a lot of the demographics. But not to digress, Jerry... Uh, Jerry just uh, had music in his soul and he wanted to share it. Also a decent person. I must say that. Um, I must say that as part of this program. Uh, just a wonderful, warm human being with a great sense of humor. It wasn't like he had biting or wry wit. It wasn't that kind of wit. But it was a homespun uh, decency from the man. Great interviewer. Very intelligent, very articulate. Uh, you know, when you say someone's articulate, it can be condescending. But in Jerry's case, it's true. He did many interviews. You can go on YouTube. Um, uh, you can definitely check out some of the great interviews that Jerry had. He's got a lot of things to say that are still pertinent today. That's the wonderful thing about Jerry. He's, he's still of the time. So August 9th, 1995 to August 9th, 2020, that's a span of 25 years. And, um, you know, it's just a, it's really sad. The, the, the story of his death, um, it, it came out, of course, it's true that he was in a rehab clinic trying to get cleaned out. He was trying to get detox, trying to get it worked out finally. It looked like this was going to work. It looked like this was going to be the time where he could really set himself straight for himself. No one put any pressure on him. No one was telling him to go in. He was still making great music on heroin uh, under the influence. But, uh, you know, he was high on stage for the most part, I'm sure. I know his habit was paid for by some of his gigs, uh, some of his side work. Uh, one of his, he justified his, one of his gigs or side work, side projects, side tours, uh, as the tour that would pay for his, his black tar heroin habit. He didn't, he didn't inject heroin. It wasn't one of those ugly, uh, try to find your vein kind of scenes. This was, this was black tar heroin that he smoked, uh, called Persia. Um, I don't know if it's a Persian reference but that's what they called it, a Persia. Uh, he also, uh, let me give you the list of the problems that he had faced. Uh, why don't we just say, first of all, the stress of the tour. He overworked. He's an overworked soul, especially towards the end of his career in 1995. 
Uh, the late 90s, he had uneven performances, but he never phoned it in. Uh, his voice would be shot, but for the most part, his voice was lovely and lyrical. He had a great tenor voice. One of the great tenor voices, I think, in music. Uh, he played lovely guitar, intricate, intricate. Um, it was enhanced probably musically with the use of heroin. Enhanced certainly with the use of marijuana. He was a... Uh, advocate and proponent and uh, very well known for his, his smoking of, of large J's <laughs> backstage, maybe even on stage, some of those cigarettes that he went and puffed by the amplifier between breaks um, uh, certainly probably were. Uh, that's based on my conjecture. We're probably joints, but I might be wrong. Certainly on their breaks when they would Ask the audience to just give them a few minutes. It never was a long break. They never tested the audience. Always gave the audience what they wanted and more and way more. Their sets averaged uh, probably two to three hours, at least three hours, actually. Um, some of them would go longer. Uh, some of the longest songs in rock and roll, live rock and roll history were played by the Grateful Dead. Um, I know there's one song that went on. Uh, for a couple of hours, uh, one jam. It's just that they're a jam band. They're, they're known as a jam band. The jam band reference came up with the Grateful Dead. So if you're a Fish fan, um, you know even a even a even a Dead and Company fan, uh, you know what what where the where the term jam jam came from. Poor diet. Jerry had a poor diet. Didn't eat well. Ate a lot of sugary foods, fatty foods. Just everything that wasn't good for you, he ate. And anything that was good for him, he eschewed. Um, heavy cigarette smoker. Cocaine use was rampant in the 80s, and Jerry was uh, was on board with that. Uh, he didn't miss the boat when it came to coke. Um, a lot of coke-inspired and fired, ban uh, fired performances uh, based on that. And so you can see there's, and maybe some other other drugs mixed in, miscellany, miscellany, uh, a little bit there, um, probably peppered it. But uh, I can't really say that for sure. I'd have to do a little bit further research. But I know that uh, he ravaged himself. Um, he didn't work out. He, we went. I know there's a story of him going to a club. He went for one day, had an intense workout, vowed to keep it up. Uh, but I think when he left, by the time he left that club, that was it. He, he wasn't going to go back. Um, probably no one expected it to, uh, him to either. So, you know, you add up all those seven, eight, nine, maybe more elements, and you're left with a, uh, a very grim uh, prognosis for the future. Uh, it's a wonder that he could continue. It's a wonder that he, he was able to put in a 30-year stint. Um, how many people uh, have a 30-year career at anything? Uh, there's not many, really. Um, I know many people that do that have lifelong careers, but this is almost a life. Um, well, a third of a life, but nonetheless, uh, given the intensity of it, uh, given the demands, the demands of a professional musician, on a professional musician, and he certainly was a professional. So uh, from that first day in 2018 where I uh, put up that Grateful Dead 
song, uh, China Cat, Sunflower, going into I Know You, Ryder, uh, from Providence, Rhode Island in 1974, when they had the Great Wall of Sound touring around the country. Um, I don't want to do a plug right now, but I guess I will. Uh, can't help it. Can't help myself, folks. Uh, just a plug for, quickly, uh, the Great Wall of Sound episode that was done uh, about five, five or six back on your scroll down, on the TMSA scroll down. Talk me some art. You'll find it. It's called the Great Wall of Sound. Uh, there's some technical glitches, but aside from that, it's up there. I know there was some issues with uh, with it being eliminated or it was it's accidentally erased, but I did see it um, on my uh, somewhat daily scans of uh, the top uh, uh, podcast providers like Spotify. I think it's up on Spotify. I believe it's up on Apple Podcasts. You can do a Google search. All you need to do is uh, actually probably the easiest thing instead of talk me some art going through all that title. You may just want to do, you can do it that way, talk me some art and other stories, or you can just do talk art or talk me some art. Probably the best way is Guy Massey. So type in Guy Massey, M-A-S-S-E, podcast, Grateful Dead, and you'll get all the Grateful Dead ones that I've done. I've only done a couple actually so far. I wish I've done more. We had a little hiatus from it because there was some frustrations with um, getting the, the songs down to produce um, in a safe way, uh, in a proper way. I wanted to do it, present it properly. I kind of have a a certain standard that I kind of want to hit. And uh, the songs, of course, themselves were above standard. There was no issue with that, but it was just the mix and and the the production issues with it. Um, But uh, we ironed out them on the last one from about two weeks ago, I'm going to say. That is, like I said, you can find that very readily uh, if you look for it. So if it's if it's grayed out on your on your, uh, I know that I've seen at times uh, some of my podcasts are grayed out or they're in, in a gray, uh, as opposed to the the dark black uh, type that you see. Um, and you could still, I think, click it and it'll still play. Uh, it's sort of a phantom file. Um, but you know Jerry, I feel he's he's with me in my in spirit in, in what I do and my approach to life and my philosophy. I've adopted sort of his way. I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to come off as didactic, but or preachy or uh, over over spiritual maybe. Uh, but is there such a thing? <laughs> but um, he's with me. He's with me. It's a certain place in my heart is for Jerry and my soul, my mind, and uh, in my music, certainly. Um, I, um, I'm a drummer. I, I have the spirit of the Grateful Dead with me when I drum. Uh, most of the songs I drum to, I'll put my stereo on. Haven't been on my drum kit in a while because I've moved my stereo downstairs um, in the studio. Um, and my, uh, my drum kit is up uh, because of space limitations is up uh up in my uh, upstairs attic area, which used to be the studio. Um, I've since updated things here, around here, I must say. But um, the band mates love Jerry. There's tributes to him going on today. I'm going to go on 
my phone, spend some time just checking out uh, any news feeds regarding his 25th. I know there's tributes being made. Um, his bandmates have nothing but respect for this man. Um, got a lot of great memories, I'm sure. Um, I know that I've, I've read some of the great, great, uh, funny incidences and poignant as, as well as, uh, just everyday run of the mill kind of experiences, you know, well, nothing's really run of the mill with this man. So his, his spirituality, his God, his godliness, really, um, he's a godly person. He wasn't a faithful, he wasn't religious, but uh, he had a, a spiritual spirituality that linked him with God, uh, the wonderments of, of what God can create. And I think he's got a special place in heaven. Uh, it's certainly a jamming room. Uh, he's got all his guitars there. He's his whole, he still has his, his, uh, he still has his alligator. He still has his tiger. He still has his wolf. He's got his strat from the beginning days of the, the band in the rock era. Um, some of the greatest concerts are with the strat. I know there's one I want to mention, um, Birdsong tribute to Janis Joplin. Uh, and it's, uh, it's from Ven Venetia, Oregon at the Renaissance Fair uh, in 1972. And it is a stellar, stellar performance. Stella Blue. Hey, I just brought up another song, uh, The Grateful Dead. That's a great song. You want to look up a good song? How about Stella Blue? I, I get that. It's, it's, it's Scarlet Begonias sort of mixed up. They're, they're totally different songs. They sound totally different. Um but they're they're that way. Uncle John's band is from uh, from Working Man's Dead album, and it's the fiftieth anniversary of that album. It was, came out in nineteen seventy. Uh, nineteen seventy, twenty twenty. Hey, that's fifty. So you know, there's there's a lot of things we can think. This is the year that that album came out, so it coincides with Jerry's twenty fifth. So that means that uh, this was twenty five. That album came out twenty five years before he died. And um, just about to the day, not quite, but um, I'm pretty sure, I think when I, what I read was it came out the beginning of uh, 1970, uh, the album uh, Working Man's Dead. It's got such great songs on it. I think there's nine powerhouse songs uh, that uh, you can check out. I'm going to let you check those out um, after you listen to me, of course, not to be greedy. I don't want to be greedy, especially on this day. Uh, I'm going to try to honor Jerry in, in my heart and my soul today, some quietude. Um, after I'm done, we're going to produce this. Uh, my, my man, Mark, in the booth, in the little sectioned off area, he's my editor. He listens to me, with uh, hangs on every word I say. Um, and uh, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, sometimes he looks a little disinterested or he's distracted. But for the most part... Um, it's just it's just a, a, a today's a great day it's not a day to to be uh you know blowing uh streamers or or uh, blowing horns or or uh, you know dancing in the streets that's another song for the grateful dead you can do a lot of references and you're going to think of a grateful dead song um maybe if you're not a deadhead you won't it's funny when I when I wasn't on the radar when I was a teenager and you know even up to 20, 2018 there that special day up very up to that second uh, Grateful Dead was just a, a band that did Casey Jones and and trucking 
you know, those, that's what I knew them from. And, and outside of that, I really didn't, I put them about as much uh, emphasis on them as you normally would. Uh, but the Allman Brothers, Marshall Tucker Band, uh, Eric Clapton, Cream, uh, of course, Led Zeppelin, uh, probably the most over-celebrated band ever. I don't like over-celebration. I'm a, I'm a non-celebratory snob. I like, I like the underdog. Um, I am not discrediting anything to do with discrediting uh, Led Zeppelin or the Beatles or the Rolling Stones or bands like that, Cream, The Doors, The Doors, everybody thinks it's, it is a good band. I'm not, hey, again, I'm not discrediting them, just downing them. But I think over-celebration, we're in an over-celebratory world if I want to go on to a commentary here. Uh, it's, it's not just, it's spread from America to the world. Uh, we, we, we celebrate people that, uh, and we also celebrate in regular life, people that have failed in their life and don't really show real actual, uh, they only show one little hint of maybe getting, getting themselves together. Yet we, we, we put them up on a pedestal. Uh, we've got, we've really got our priorities fucked a little bit. I, I'm just going to say that. I, I, I think we've got them, I think we've got them bass backwards. Uh, we, we, we're, we're, we're a nation of contradictions. Uh, just look at our face mask, face mask policy. Uh, what, what's the deal with that? I don't get it. Um, you know, we, we have to have them on in our house. What's that? We, we, we can go to a restaurant, um, and, and we need to be in line to, to where we need to wear our masks in line. Yet we can be at tables not too far from other couples and families uh, or single eaters that, that that don't have and then don't wear our masks. Of course, we can't wear our masks when we eat. Uh, maybe that's not a good example. But there's many other examples of inconsistency with policy. And uh, it's not just the face mask. It's just it's not just the pandemic. But it's it's other aspects of American life. Um, we, we're I love my country. And it, it's a great country, and we've got a lot of things right. We've definitely got a lot of things right. Um, the uh, we're, 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 there's a rash of of COVID now cases. Uh, we're trying to get to the bottom of that. I guess uh, the officials are trying to figure out what's going on. Why is there an uptick? Um, probably because maybe we're overzealous, and maybe we got back into a contact situation. Um, it, this being a, a large country, it's not the smallest country in the, in the world. This is a country of, uh, you know, north of 300 million people. Uh, but it's not China in population um, and in, in area density, but we do have some dense cities. And, and given our sense that we're close together for the most part, at least in our cities, uh, the blue states, uh, we're, we're probably faring fairly well. Uh, this is a, a bad case of very, very bad flu. Um, but, you know, the officials will argue with you on that. And it, it is a distinct uh, uh, virus. It's separate from influenza. I know that. But I don't want to get off on, on what I'm trying to... Uh, to do here, and I already have. Um, I don't want to derail. Uh, I think I want to leave you with uh, just saying that uh, the man is uh, the man, and he had a lot of nicknames. Captain Trips, he'd take you on a trip. 
Uh, of course, you know, the Grateful Dead crowd was fueled a little bit uh, with some uh, artificial intake. Uh, let's just put it that way. But or natural intake, uh, <laughs> depending how uh, on the substance. But uh, it was all, all, all in good fun, all in good humor, all in good spirit. And he was a good spirit. And he's my man, Jerry. And I'm glad you could sit with me and listen to my show today, uh, the 25th anniversary of the death of Jerry Garcia. So Jerry uh, turned 78 on August 1st, and, uh, well, he would be 78 if he had lived. I wanted to add that as an addition to this show. And just so you know, uh, we're going to be doing some, uh, we're getting ramped up to do AD 13 coming very soon in the next uh, month or so. It might come on a little earlier. I might surprise you. I have that flexibility. But then I also want to let you know about my meditation coming up. Uh, it's going to be one of my next podcasts on Talk Me Some Art and Other Stories. Hi, I'm Buckles Brain again, and I want to tell you about a great, great product for leather care. It's called Buckles Brannigan Saddle Soap and Leather Conditioner. And you know, it's really the best product out there for your leather goods. Your shoes, your handbags, your coats, and of course your saddles. I like it, and I use it, and my name is on it. That's how much I like it. So you want to go and use this product. It's easy to apply. It's all natural. It's got silicone. It's got great product that is added to it to make it just better and overall easier to use. And the results, the results are stellar. So you want to try this. Buckles Brannigan Saddle Soap and Leather Conditioner. Just go to BucklesBrannigan.com for more information. <laughs> 